last night I went and did my taxes on TurboTax. And to be honest, why it's called TurboTax, I'm really not sure of. I don't know how many of you did Study Island growing up as a kid or like some sort of online like test prep for one of your classes or for a certain subject. Like for me, I know that the most annoying Study Island subject was science. And it was because you actually had to read a lot of the material. It was kind of similar to the ACT in the sense that you were reading through more of the material than analyzing data and looking at charts and graphs. But anyways, I'm digressing from the actual subject at hand. Last night when I was doing my TurboTaxes, it reminded me of that same feeling that I got with TurboTax or with Study Island. And it was so frustrating because I genuinely, I felt inept. I felt like the form should have been very straightforward. I should have been able to clearly follow it and not have any questions. I had a lot of questions and I'm not sure if I filled it out properly. And upon filling it out, quote unquote, properly to my best knowledge, and then filing it, I realized, or actually I didn't even realize, I was alerted that I did not file my TurboTax from last year because there's a difference between just doing your taxes and filing them, which I guess as a 24-year-old, I should probably know. But to be completely honest, I had no idea that that was something that you needed to do. And I'm now actually embarrassed admitting that out loud. Um, But anyways, uh, yeah, so that's what I just pulled up my laptop to. And that was the first browser that was open was that stupid fucking TurboTax page that I had completed and filed my taxes and that I owed $1,500 to the federal government, but they owed me $16, which, what? Like, just make that make sense. Like, just pay me the money so I can move about my day properly. I don't know. It's weird. Anyways, so let's get after it. This episode, I'm going to talk about a trip that I recently took to a psychic. On Valentine's Day, I went to a psychic, and to first define what a psychic is, I went to Google because I feel like there's a lot of different terminologies that are associated, or not terminologies, but different levels of understanding around what a psychic is. And so I decided that I was going to do a little bit of research after actually going to the psychic. But anyways, we'll circle back to that. So a psychic is, and let me pull up my phone for this. So a psychic is, and this is the stupidest probably the stupidest definition that exists in the dictionary. So a person considered or claiming to have psychic powers. A psychic is someone who is claiming to have psychic powers. Okay, obviously. Obviously, we knew that. Okay, so relating to psychic powers. So relating to or denoting faculties or phenomena that are apparently inexplicable by natural laws, especially involving telepathy or clairvoyance. Okay, so with both of those, there's also relating to the soul or mind, all right? So those are the definitions. That's what we're getting into. And also want to note that I went to a psychic reading and got my tarot cards read. And so if we don't know what a tarot card reading is, a tarot card reading is a form of cartomacy whereby practitioners use tarot cards to gain insight into the past, present, or future. They formulate a question, then draw cards to interpret them for this end. 
Okay. Basically, if you take anything away from those definitions that I just Googled online, let's now dive into my experience with the psychic. So it was Valentine's Day that I decided to go. Obviously, not having a significant other, I had no plans. And so Sabina and I put a dinner together where Savina and I went, what is it called? Savina and I put a reservation down for drinks and food um, at this bar that I really like. And the reservation was at 1030. And so what were we going to do between 5 p.m. when we get off work to 1030? My first idea was potentially go to a magic show. And then I was like, okay, maybe not that because the tickets were like $120. And then I was like, okay, you know, what would be kind of be fun is if we went to a psychic and Sabina was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And I was like, okay, well, I want to do it. And she's like, okay, I fully support you doing it. Just I'm not doing it. And so let me just provide a little background on my experience with psychics. I have none. I have zero experience. I have no idea of anyone else's experiences with psychics. Like I've, I didn't do any research. I had no idea what I was going to do, what I was going to show up, what I was going to ask even. And so I decided that I was just going to go and it was going to kind of just be one of those fun things. Like, oh, I went and saw a psychic and this is what they said. So from there, after I decided I was going to do it, obviously the next step is to go onto Google and search psychics near me. And so I went through like a few and I looked to see which one was open, number one on Valentine's Day, and number two at the time that I was looking to go. And I called the first place that I initially wanted to go to. They didn't answer. And I was like, okay, I'll just call the next place. So I called the next place and I was like, hey, I'm looking to come in for a tarot card reading. And so then I went in, stumbled upon somebody and they were able to take me in at the time that I was looking to go. And I show up to this psychic's apartment, I guess, house, whatever you want to call it. There's a sign outside that says psychic readings, tarot card readings, blah, blah, blah. And so we buzz up to her apartment and Savina walks me to the door and she's like, all right, well, I'm headed out of here. And there was overwhelming aura of like, I'm not sure what I'm getting into. I don't know what it's going to be like in here. Like I walk into the room and it's crystals and you could smell burning sage and combination with like other smoky substances. And I'm like sitting at the table, this little round table, and you could probably imagine it because it's the same setup that's in every single like psychic movie. And it was or a little round table with a purple tablecloth and like glittery placemats, a large lamp in the center of it, the tarot cards on the table with like a ton of candles and just a bunch of crystals and things like that. So exactly what you're thinking of and like the little fringe hanging down from the doorways, like exactly literally exactly what you would think of when you think of a psychic and so I was like automatically at ease in the sense of okay I came to the right place for this and then I sat down and she was like what kind of reading do you want and I was like I'm looking for a tarot card reading and she goes okay well what questions do you want to ask and I was like well I didn't know that I had homework to bring to this and so I kind of sat there and I was like um let me draft up something apparently uh 
And so I'm sitting there thinking, she's like, okay, shovel the deck. And while you're shoveling it, think of one question to ask yourself and then think of one to ask out loud. And I was like, oh shit, that's really putting me on the spot. And so I forget the question that I asked myself when I was shuffling the deck. But then the question that I asked out loud was something along the lines of, I wish that I knew whether I was more driven by happiness or by wealth. And so obviously I know that the two aren't mutually exclusive, but sometimes you pick options for you, for yourself in life that are more geared towards happiness or more geared towards wealth. Like you have the option to take a promotion, but you might have to work more. And so you miss out on a lot of the other things that make you happy in life outside of work, things like that. So that was kind of like the mentality that I was after. While I'm like shuffling these cards, she's like just analyzing me. She's not asking me any questions about myself aside from what my name was and what part of Boston that I live in. And that was it. That was all of the personal questions, quote unquote, personal questions that she asked me that in my birthday. So those three things, that was all the information that she knew about me. And maybe she was assessing some of this for my star sign, but whatever. Anyways, so, and then I'm like awkwardly shuffling them because tarot cards are large and they're thick. And first of all, I'm not good at shuffling a a nice, clean 52 pickup deck, let alone tarot cards. So they're just like getting awkward in my fingers and I'm not really sure what I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm probably messing up this reading, but also maybe you're learning something about me and like the way that I'm getting frazzled with these cards. And so I'm shuffling them and I'm like, okay, finally, I have a question that came to me. And so that was like the driving question. And so she kind of sat there and like, didn't tell me whether it was a good question or not. And I need that feedback from other people. So I was sitting there like, oh my God, was that a dumb question? And so she's laying out all the cards and she's looking at me and she goes, okay, with tarot card readings, it tells you the past, present, and future. Okay. And so I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I did not realize that we were about to unpack so much. And so as she lays out the first cards, she starts talking about my past and she's like, I'm seeing abandonment issues. And I'm not going to get too much into the depth of my reading, mostly because I largely equate this reading in my psychic experiences to be therapy. And I don't know of many people that go on and openly talk about what their therapists are consoling them on. So this is going to be pretty like surface level, but also like enough information for you to gain a better insight of what we actually kind of talked about. Um, But anyways, so she was like, I'm seeing some abandonment within your past. And with this abandonment, it's also leading you to build up these walls in your present life. And it's difficult for you to connect with people intimately, but also at the same time, I can see that you're a lonely person in the sense that you're constantly looking for love because you don't want to be by yourself. Uh, obviously, a little mysterious dater over here. I was like really resonating with what she was saying. And then she continues talking about what my past life was and talks about how I recently came out of a dark time that I used a vice for. Hint, hint, sobriety. Hint, hint, alcohol. Not that I ever used it really as a vice, but it kind of was a vice because again, I was scared of being alone and I felt that 
drinking alcohol was allowing for me to be with other people and like allowing for us to gain like some sort of trauma bonding maybe I don't know but talks about that and then keeps tying these past elements into my present life talks about my future and talks about how I'm going to stay in Boston and I'm going to find the love of my life in about six to nine months or not find them, meet them. And she also said that I have not yet met the love of my life. So if you're listening to this and we've met before, unfortunately, you are not the love of my life. If you're listening to this and we haven't met before, you could potentially be the love of my life. Anyways, so she did not say whether we actually met in Boston or somewhere else. She did say that she sees me traveling a lot, which obviously I see for myself as well. I love to travel, get out there. And also while I'm traveling, I love to meet people. My last two boyfriends were both people that I met on vacation. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And then additionally, some like goal-oriented items about how she sees me becoming a CEO or like an executive at a company. She did not key me into whether or not that was a company I was going to be starting up or whether this was a company I just worked up through the ranks of. Anyways, and so those were kind of the items that we touched on. And then she circled back to kind of the overarching goal of money is the root of all evil. And you're never going to be content or happy with where you're at in life if you're constantly chasing money, whether that's you're chasing a person that you're attracted to because of their money, you're chasing a position because of the money. Money will find you based on what you're passionate about. And If you're so passionate about it, other people will love to listen and love to be a part of the team that you're on. So that's kind of what I walked away with. And then at the end of the session, she was like, if you really resonated with the things that I was saying, we can continue doing this or we can kind of stop here and you had your tarot card reading and that's it. And I was like, wait, I kind of liked this. And I was thinking to myself, like, I've done therapy for a few years and Nothing has ever really sat with me. I always had a difficult time with therapists and largely for my own like accountability point, I never shared with my therapists information that was probably important for them to know. It was always me trying to guide them somewhere as if they couldn't make assessments on their own. And I felt like I was always giving either misinformation or not enough information because I wanted them to come to some understanding or maybe verdict about how they felt about me and how they thought that I was as a human. I don't know. It was kind of like when you go to your gynecologist and you they ask you how many sexual partners you have and you lie. And it's not something that like should be embarrassing. Like they're a doctor, they're a professional, you should be telling them. It's more over just like, I don't know, like maybe it goes back to what my psychic said and that I have boundaries and I'm not able to break down and whatever. I just want people to like me. With the psychic, I did not feel that because they're reading your energy. They're reading what you're giving to them in terms of your presence in general. Like, I didn't need to say anything for her to come to all these assumptions. And may they be broad? Sure. But were they accurate? Yes. Could they be accurate for a wide variety of people? Also, probably yes. But at the same time, it was what kind of I was looking to hear with also some sort of like inclination 
to do a little bit of self-reflection and actually share with her some intimate details of my life. And that moment, I was like, I'm definitely going to continue to do this. This was extremely beneficial and healthy for me. And so from that point, I handed over her an alarming amount of money. And I was like, okay, like, make me, help me like be the best version of myself. Help me get the energy that I need to be giving to other people that I need to be giving to myself. Like, let's help, help me get to that. And so she's like, okay, come back next week and I'll give you some crystals, some candles, and then we'll meditate and we'll meditate on letting go of your past self and we'll work from there. And so next week rolls around, I show up and sure enough, She asked me how I'm doing. She's like, I'm sensing your energy, so on and so forth. And then she's like, okay, well, we're going to meditate now. And the goal of this meditation is for you to see a door closing behind you and you going into a new door, letting your past life behind you and acknowledging that these are things that you need to let go. So really was a good practice as to like what I need to be doing in terms of meditation and self-reflection and really understanding my past traumas in order to move forward with my current day life. That's, again, how I'm relating it to therapy. And I know that it's weird to say, oh, I go to a psychic for therapy, but it's not that weird because you know what? Psychics, some of them are actually covered by insurance. Just putting it out there, it is a completely viable option in terms of like spirituality and understanding like the body and the mind. That's all part of being a psychic. And so it's really not that far-fetched to have that as your therapist or have that as your form of therapy, rather. I went, did the meditation, got my candles, got my crystals, and I'm going back next week or this coming week and I'm going to meditate again and work towards progressing my energy and work towards being a better person. And I'm excited about it. And I think that it's fun. And if therapy is not for you, but you know that you want to do some sort of self-healing, highly recommend trying out a psychic and seeing how it goes. Or if not, like at least do a tarot card reading. See if like the realm of, I don't know what what it's called, like psychic mediums. I don't know. Whatever that realm is, see if it's even for you. See if it's something that you enjoy doing. Just get a palm reading, get an overall reading. You'd be kind of surprised what your takeaways are. And so I'm going to leave it at that. I think that I'm going to continue to do it for the foreseeable future, mostly because I paid for it. But I'm also going to do it because I actually enjoy doing it. It's something that I look forward to. It's a restful moment when I get home from work that I get to look forward and meditate to and just think about nothing but myself for once because my job revolves around doing work for other people and the majority of my life, it feels like it revolves around me doing things for other people. And so having this moment for me to just assess my own needs, wants, desires, it's kind of nice to just set that time aside. So, and maybe a therapist would have told me the same thing, but again, I don't think therapy is for me or a therapist rather is for me. I think a psychic is, and it's really weird to admit it, but here I am. I highly recommend going to a psychic. So... That's all I got, and thanks for listening to The Aspiring Adult, and I'll see you next week.